0: be seated. And just for your information, um, the celebration of life service for Rhonda is at one o'clock on Tuesday. And it will be held here. So thank you, Father. So I'm gonna, we're gonna continue in the relationship um, series that we've been doing, um, but today we're gonna talk about parenting. And I, by no means, am an expert in parenting. Um, I am a parent, though, so I do have experience. Um, but we can all, we can all constantly be learning. I learned from my parents. My kids will learn from me. They, it will go on and on forever and one day we will master it no we won't we will never master it but psalms 127 verse 3 says children are god's love gift they are heaven's generous reward so children are a gift from god sometimes they don't feel like it but they are right when you're in walmart and your child is having a double down tantrum on the floor remember they are a gift (laughs) praise the lord Children born to a young couple will one day rise and protect and provide for their parents. What is Shaley in the... Shaley, provide for your parents. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is good. We can go home. I'm just going to move this. Happy will be the couple who has many of them. Oh, well, that's not me. That's Mike and Lisa. They're six kids or four kids. I have five kids. I don't know how many they have. Five, okay. A household full of children will not bring shame on your name, but victory when you face your enemies, for your offspring will have influence and honor to prevail on your behalf. So I bring that verse to say children are a gift from God. It is, it is his love gift to you. So we remember that as we go on. But first of all, we're going to talk about priorities. Remember... Last week, I'm just going to rearrange the stage while you listen to me. Last week, we talked about, um, or the last couple of weeks, we talked about priorities, right? So uh, children are not first on your priority list, right? It is God first, spouse next, child after. So it's important that our priorities do not get mixed up and we put our children before we put God first or we put our spouse first. Children are number three on our priority list. And so, I mean, I, I know that, you know, if your child is screaming and, and laying in the middle of the street, clearly you're not like, I'm spending time with my husband right now, you know. Just to <laughs> Nope. <laughs> but... But they're number three on our priority list. And it's important because God designed priorities on purpose. He puts structures in place for our good. And so he puts structures in place saying, okay, me first, because everything flows out of me. Your spouse first, because you meet each other's needs. And then your child. And when, when you have things that are in proper priority our proper structure even in your life what you do is you bring security to your family your children feel secure what it also does is it fulfills you you become happy because you are following god's order of things when you're happy you bring security to your children it makes them feel secure when they see that mom and dad are getting along that brings security And here's a side note is you should never be getting your security from your children. A lot of times, sometimes not a lot, I should say sometimes parents will look to their children to give them security. That breeds insecurity in your children. That's they shouldn't have to do that job. You're to be the security for your children. So we follow the proper priorities of things. Children are not your number one, even though they want to be. Okay, so this is a quote that I heard, and it's a quote that I think is an amazing quote to live by, and it's this. I want my child to be just like me. I want my child to be just like me. Now." The reason why that's an important quote or a good quote to think about how we would would, um, want to live that way is because a child models the life you live more than it models the life you tell them to. They're watching you. Monkey see, monkey do, right? Right? They're watching you. So if they're watching you, then they're going to model the life you live. So if you're in your heart says, I want my child to be just like me, that everything that I do is modeling a life that I want my child to follow af- after me because they're watching me, then how aware am I of my, my relationship with God, my relationship with my spouse? How do I treat other people? You got me? My children are watching me, and so how am I modeling my life?" The next one is you want unity in your parenting. This is essential. Unity in parenting is essential. Mark 3.25 says, and if, if a house is divided against itself, it cannot stand. So mom and dad, they have to be a united front when they're talking to the kids. I remember when I was a little girl and my children did the exact same thing, but I remember, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I went to my dad, I asked him if I could have something, I don't know what it was, but, and he said no. And I remember in a sassy, cross-eyed little blonde girl was like, well, I'm gonna go ask my mom. And I went and asked my mom and then I ran to my bedroom because <laughs> I was in trouble. But, because my dad's like, no, you don't. Don't go ask your mom when I already told you no. Kids will try this. Every kid will try this. Well, I'll ask my parent then, right? Or, um, or they'll tell you that your parents, that, um, you know, dad said that I could do this. Did he? Check. You want to be a united front in front of your kids. The next one is always honor your spouse in front of your child. And teach your child to honor your spouse. Always honor your spouse in front of your child. So when your child is disrespecting your spouse, you should be quick to correct them. Unity looks like when one spouse is being disrespect- disrespected, you also feel like you're being disrespected. If, if one of my kids is disrespecting Jarrett, they're also disrespecting me, dishonoring me, because we're one. You're talking against our parenthood here. Disunity looks like if somebody is disrespecting your spouse, it doesn't matter to you because it doesn't hurt you any. That's disunity. But unity is when you recognize "Mm -mm, you are not disrespecting, you are not dishonoring your mom, your dad. Ephesians 6, 1 to 4 says, Children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents, and do what they tell you, and the Lord will help you. For the commandment, honor your father and mother, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. You will prosper and live a long and full life if you honor your parents. Fathers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with the loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of the Lord. So he's saying, "This this is a big deal. Honor is a big deal. It's the first commandment that comes with a promise. But here's the one thing you need to understand. Honoring? Kids, kids don't just read this and they're like, oh, okay, I should honor. What is honor? It's taught. You need to teach your kids to honor. You need to teach them to honor. And this is such an important principle because he's saying it's so that you have a good long life. So if your kids see you dishonoring people and they're watching you, what are you setting before them? So, your kids need to see you honoring your spouse. They need to see you honoring your parents. Because it's caught more than it's taught. Quiet over here guys, amen. And then the last, thing says, fathers, don't exasperate your children. I just wanted to read the footnotes but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of the Lord. In the footnotes of my Bible, it says, in other words, fathers should show consideration for the different levels of understanding and experience that children possess. Dealing with them at their level or risk causing them loads of heartache. So you're teaching them things that are at their level. You're not getting mad at them when they don't understand what you're doing. You go at it again, figure it out. Don't get mad because you'll cause them to become disheartened, frustrated. And lastly, with the unity part, if you have something to say to your spouse, and when you guys are together and you don't agree, say that your husband is dealing with um, your child and you're like, I don't agree with this, I don't agree how he's doing it. Don't, don't do it in public in front of them, like, hey, stop that. Just wait, deal with it in private, because you want to be a united front. And then have it out later. Another one is, don't play good cop, bad cop. In other words, don't let one spouse be the good spouse, the fun spouse, the, you know, emotional, lovey, touchy, affectionate spouse, and the other one is... The hammer. Don't play that. Both spouses need to be affectionate. Both parents need to be affectionate with the children. Both parents need to be disciplinarians. There is something so important about affection to children from both spouses because it is so important to their emotional and sexual growth. They must receive affection from the the male and affection from the female. It doesn't just come from the female because she's the touchy feely one, it comes from both. It's both needed to be received from both parents. It's important in their growth and in their maturity. They need it. But they also need to be disciplined from both parents as well. And when I talk about affection, I'm talking about the way you speak to them. I'm talking about hugging. I'm talking, uh, telling them that you love them, showing them that you love them. Those things are important to a child. If you ever have the chance to read the book Read my mind, what is it called? The Five Love Languages. Read it, that's such a good book because there are some children that that receive, all children, all people receive love different ways. Some it's by touch, some it's by the words that you say, by words of affirmation, sometimes it's acts of service. I remember Shaylee, when she was little, I said, she was a little girl, and she's definitely, one of her love languages is acts of service. And I was walking past her bedroom and I said, and, and my love language is words of affirmation, like, just tell me you love me, tell me I'm amazing, okay? And so, of course, naturally, I give love by telling you you're amazing, And one of the ways. And uh, so I walked past her room and I said, do you know how much mom and dad love you? And she says, yes, because of all the things that I do. That's a huge indication that her love language is acts of service by, the, by how I serve you. So yes, I know that you love me because I do work. No, that's not why we love you. That's not why we love you. So read the book because it's interesting. It'll help you understand your child as some like to just spend quality time. But nonetheless, both parents need to show affection. Both parents need to be the disciplinarians. And another point is if you Cannot agree, if you are having um, parenting style issues, get help, talk to somebody, have somebody counsel the two of you because you want to be a united front. Then there's the issue of fear or faith in parenting. Faith parenting is parenting to the best of my ability but allowing and recognizing that god is also involved in the equation faith is talking to god about my children and asking him for help and remember this before they were yours they were his even though they are yours now they're still his now I remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and and even this morning, i mentioned it, but there's been times where it's so, the weight of carrying your children is heavy, you know? Like you just want them to succeed and you want good things for them. And sometimes they trip up and sometimes there's things going on in their life. And you have to remember, they belong to God. He loves them more than you love them, if you can even comprehend that. He cares more than you do. Give them to God. Give them to him. He has something that he he wants to say to you about your children. They're his. He knows how to father. He, He knows what it's like to watch a child suffer. He knows what it's like to watch his child be talked about. But even more than that, he's the father of all of us. He's fathering all the time. He knows what it's like to be a father. He's got something to say. He wants you to talk to him about it. He wants you to talk to him about it. But fear, fear parenting can make you a poor parent. It will stifle the growth of your child. Fear operating in a parent will cause the parent to be paranoid or they will be stifling. So in other words, you'll get into fear and you'll be scared of them doing anything. As little kids, you don't want them to do anything. You're scared of them hurting themselves. You're constantly trying to manipulate every move to make sure that you're shielding them from this. That's fear of parenting. Or you won't let them do anything. You won't let them grow. You won't let them whatever. That's fear. And fear will stifle your child. It'll stop them from growing. Or there's fear operating in a parent looks like this. You're you're, You're permissive. You let them do everything because you're scared of what discipline will do to them. You're scared that discipline will will break your relationship or you become scared that way, so you just allow them to do whatever they wanna do because you're fearful. If you don't take your fears to God, you will take your fears out on your child. So God wants to talk to you about your children. He's, he knows their hearts. And not every kid is the same. Not any kid is the same. So we can get, I can talk to you know, my moms and we can hear something you know, and they can give me some advice and that's good, do that. Make sure that, you, that you're, you don't get so prideful in your parenting that you don't have to hear or wanna hear what other people have to say about parenting. And never be ashamed. A lot of times parents carry shame with parenting. There's no shame in getting help. The Bible actually says that's wisdom. There's wisdom in in asking for help and getting help. So never be ashamed of that. And I lost my train of thought, so. Every time a parent came to Jesus in the Bible, he answered them. He went to them every single time. God hears the cry of a parent. In Lamentations 2, verse 19, it says, Arise, cry out in the night. At the beginning of the night watches, pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord and lift your hands to him for the lives of your children. For the lives of your children, lift your hands to him for the lives of your children. God wants wants to help you. He wants to hear what you have to say. Get out of fear type parenting. The next one is discipline your child. Discipline your child. Hebrews 12, verse 6 says, For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he corrects each one he takes on his own, takes as his own. God disciplines each one he loves. Hebrews 12, 11 says, Now all discipline seems to be more painful than pleasure at the time. Yet later it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. What's he saying? When you discipline your child, it brings fruit. It brings a turnaround of character. So it may not, it may not be fun. Nobody likes disciplining their child. That's no fun. I don't like doing it. But it brings a turnaround of character and you will see fruit produced in it. In fact, children don't like being out of control. They don't. They they, they like boundaries. They feel safety in boundaries. That these are the things you're allowed to do, these are the things you're not allowed to do. Do these things? Discipline. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Discipline is good. Discipline is... Good. I'm just reminded. I on um, I got disciplined the other day by a police officer. <laughs> I did. Jude and I were driving and listening to music. It was a sunny day, and we were just happy, just listening to music really loud. And uh, I am, we're dancing in the car, having a good time. And there are so many people looking at me, and I'm like, what? They've never seen anyone dance, you know? Ha ha ha! I'm kind of thinking that to myself as I see people like looking at me, looking at me, and then all of a sudden I hear sirens. And I thought, that's a little unnecessary, overdramatic police officer. You didn't need to pull me over with sirens. So I pull over, and he comes to the window, and he says, why didn't you stop? I've been following you for blocks. I was like, I didn't see you. He's like, I almost called a pursuit. (laughs) He's like, I thought you weren't going to stop. I was like, I like, I was listening to music. I'm so sorry. So he gave me a $300 ticket. Yeah, so then he came back and he's like, so what were you listening to? The radio, we were dancing, but then it all made sense why people were watching me. Like, why, why is she dancing with a cop's lights on? <laughs> But we have discipline for a reason, okay? Discipline, I, I enjoyed it. No, I didn't. But it will produce fruit in me. I will not speed for a long time until I do again. (laughs) Actually, I'm not a speeder. It's really funny. I'm like, I can't believe I got a ticket for speeding. I watch it, but I didn't that day. Anyway, so discipline produces fruit. Discipline provides security for the child. Children don't like being out of control. But here's an important thing. Do not discipline out of anger. We're not disciplining because we're mad at our kids. That's, that's destructive discipline. You're disciplining because you want fruit to be produced in them. You want them to go from tiny humans to great humans. Like you, You're disciplining. So not, not out of anger, not because you're mad. You never want to come at it like you, you, where you're causing shame on them. That's not the kind of discipline that I'm talking about. Just like, you need to go to your room whatever discipline that you choose whatever it is but but it's never out it's always because because mom and dad love you and it's always after with it we love you you affirm them it's not like you paid a price now it's loving It's loving. You're disciplining because you love them. That's what what the Bible says. God says, I discipline because I love. And remember, God never disciplines you. If you think he does, that's not how he... But when he's disciplining you, God is... When he's correcting your life, it's never out of anger. It's because he loves you. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Training, train up a child, that means showing. Teaching means talking. So when you're training up a child, you're showing them how to live. Proverbs 1 uh, verse 8 says, My son, hear the instructions of your mother, of your father, and the teaching of your mother. For they are a garland of grace on your head and the chains of an ornament of gold around your neck. You need to instruct and teach. You can't just assume that they know what to do. You must, you must show them, teach them, show them what it is they are to do. Um, you really need the Holy Spirit when you're disciplining. Because sometimes... It's more than just you correcting your child. Sometimes it's a heart issue. Sometimes they're acting out of hurt. Sometimes they're acting out of of lies that they've bought. And as a parent, you need the Holy Spirit to show you what it is that I'm dealing with right now. It might not just be disobedience. It could be, but it might not be. If it's a repeat thing, God, Holy Spirit, show me. Do I need to deal with the heart? What's going on? So you need the Holy Spirit when you discipline. Non-negotiables for discipline. Dishonesty, disrespect, disobedience. Those are big deals in our house anyway. And then the four stages of parenting is discipline years. The discipline years are one to five. This is when you're just constantly trying to instill in them, this is how things are, one to five. And you will be disciplining all the time. That's just how it goes. They, it's the age group where the kids are like, where are like, don't touch that. And then they're like, and you're like, don't do it. You know, and then they do it and it's like, why? And then they do it again and then again and again. Uh, I remember when Lisa uh, Stead, our children's church pastor, when she had twins, he would call her house, and it was like mass chaos going on in the background. And she was like, oh, they're evil. <laughs> the girls are evil. And they'd, they would uh, take syrup and like dump it down the stairs and the carpet and hide knives so that, and pudding at night so that they could bludgeon the top of their pudding and eat. Like, it's just the discipline years. They're trying everything, okay? You're a good parent. Stick to it. It will pass one to five. Five to 12 is the training years. Not that you don't discipline anymore, but this is the years that you're teaching them and instructing them and teaching them about life, how things are going to go, how how this is how you do it. And you're teaching them and getting to begin to think for themselves. You're showing them how things are done. So it's not just no, now it's no, let me explain. Let me teach you how this looks. Let me teach you how to live. And then ages 12 to 18, is your coaching years. So all of the lessons that you've put in place, now you're coaching them to use it on their own. You never wanna put these, any of these out of order. If you start disciplining at age 14, I am so sorry. You are out of luck. If you decide suddenly, oh my gosh, my child is out of control and you haven't disciplined them your whole life, it ain't gonna work too well at 14 or 15 or whatever and then 18 on is your friendship years don't put friendship at the 14 year mark friendship is for when they're older training and instructing is for when they're younger and also talk about faith with your child your faith deuteronomy 6 verses six to eight says, these words, which I have commanded you today shall be written on your heart and mind. You shall teach them diligently to your children, impressing God's precepts on their mind and penetrating their hearts with his truths and shall speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road and when you lie down and when you get up and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be used as bands on your forehead. So you see, Talk about, talk about your relationship with God, with your children. Talk about it all the time. Talk about how the Holy Spirit works. Judah and I, we've started this thing at night. We get together and we pray in the Spirit. And and then and then I begin to sh- tell him little things. I, I mean, I'm not monumental things where he can't understand just yet, but I'm like, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit has been showing me this. The Holy Spirit has showed me this person. I think we should pray. And so and so what it's done is it's taught him then, okay, so, and then I'll ask him every night, what's the Holy Spirit showing me, showing you? And at first he was like, nothing. I don't know. I can't. And so then we begin to, now it's like, I, I'm feeling this for this person. I feel like we should stop and pray for this. Or And, and, and so you Begin to teach them and and instruct them that this is normal. You show them how reality and our faith come together. How we live out our faith in everyday life. Talk about it all the time. Talk about what the Word says. There times where I'm like, you know, the Bible says something about that. It's not necessarily that we stop and read the Bible. I'll tell them, the Bible says this about this. So this is how we should act. So always be talking about your faith with your children the miracles that have happened in your life, the things that God is doing, the things that you've seen God do. Talk about it. Make it normal in your family. Okay. I'm just going to talk real quick, and this is the last, about what children need. When we were talking about the marriage issues, we talked about what husbands need and what men, or what men need and what women need. And now we're gonna talk about what children need. And these things are so important to their life growing up and to who they will be as adults. Matthew 3, 16 to 17 says, Jesus emerged from his baptism and at that moment, heaven was opened and Jesus saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him, alighting on his very body. And a voice from heaven came and said, this is my son whom I love. This is the apple of my eye. With him, I am well pleased. Mark 9 verse 7 says, just then a radiant cloud began to spread over them, enveloping them all. And God's voice suddenly spoke from the cloud saying, this is my most dearly loved son. Always listen to him. Okay. What children need is what the father modeled to Jesus. And the first thing is this, that I belong. What did God say? This is my son. Your children must know that they belong. You are my son. You belong to me. You're mine. I'm so happy you're mine. They must know that they belong. Because if they know that they belong in your family, they will feel like they belong in this world. I belong to my father. I belong to my mother. I belong. I belong. They have a sense of belonging that will carry out in their life. The next one is, I am loved. The father said, this is my son whom I love. Another version says, this is my son that's marked by my love. Your child must know that they are loved. In words, in actions, in deeds, in all things, not just I love you, but shown I love you. Come sit with me, let me hold you. Whatever it is, they must know that they are loved by their parents. The next one is that I am special. Jesus said, or the Father said, he is the apple of my eye. Another version says, he is the delight of my life. And then in Mark he says, this is my son, listen to him. Like as in he's got something special to say. So they must know that they're, they're different, they're special. I just look at you and you're just the apple of my eye. You, you're the delight of my life. And the other thing is when Jesus says, this is my son, listen to him. Listen to what your kids have to say. Put down your phone when they're talking. And I know that there's times where kids are like, look at this. I can do this, right? Or, or they say, like, what if a train came and then the train turned into a monster and the mo-, you know, and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you're like, really? Okay. But there are times where you make connection. You've got something to say. I'm listening. Take time to listen to your child. That shows you're special. What you have to say is valuable. I'm listening. And then you make them feel special by just, wow, you're incredible. And the last one is that you are proud of them. The father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Let them know that you are proud of them. That it doesn't mean that they have to be perfect for you to be proud. That they have to act just all the right things for you to be proud. No, you're just proud of them because they're yours. I'm just proud of you because of who you are. I'm proud of you. You know, when you, begin to, when you begin to speak to a child's confidence, when you speak above even where they're at, they'll rise up to meet that. So a lot of times what happens is, is we see our kids getting off course or we see them um, you know, maybe not rising up to who we know that they can be and instead of being like, you were born for amazing things. This, is, this isn't you. I know it's not because this is who you are up here. Let's aim for this. But we get into fear and we get scared that they're gonna run off or whatever and so instead we begin to speak down to them. We speak out of fear and we speak down to them and then that we actually hinder them from rising up to the level that God created them to be at. When a child knows those four things, it instills confidence in the child in how they will conduct themselves in the world around them. And it instills confidence in you as a parent. The child will have confidence in who you are. They can trust you. When a child has confidence, they can face difficult situations, like Jesus did. When a child has confidence, you will find them serving because Like Jesus did, Jesus served, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He had no need to to make make himself look great, to puff himself up. He had full confidence in who he was because his father already affirmed him. So your child will serve when they have confidence. And don't assume that they know these things, these four things. Don't assume they know it just because you feel it. It actually takes action. They need to be purposely shown and purposefully spoken to. Speaking confident words over your child will cause them to rise to that level. Proverbs 1624, and Sean, you can come. Proverbs 1624 says: Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. It releases healing when you speak healing words, over your when you speak confident words over your child. So I just bless you as parents today. Father, we just give you thanks for the gift of parenting, for the gift of children that you've given to us. And Father, we thank you that when we received these children, you gave us a gracing and an anointing to walk in it. And so Father, we step into this. Father, speak to our hearts about our children. We're listening of things that we can do differently, of ways that we can help their hearts and help their growth. Father, I thank you for strength for parents that are going through difficult times. And Father, that you have a word in season and a word of wisdom for them to help with their children. And for those who are wanting to have children, Father, I thank you that you bless You bless the fruit of their womb. Bless the seed. Thank you for healing. Thank you, Lord. And for those who are carrying their children, carrying the stresses of children, just put them at your feet. You are God. You know them better than we do. You love them more than we do. So God, we give them to you, not carry that heavy load, we just give them to you. In Jesus' name, amen.